0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following she'er. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Beis. We're up to Sif Mem Aleph, which is the top line on page one hundred and eight. The Machaber says in Sif Mem Aleph, Orech Habatim VeGavan The Machaber says very simply, the length and the width and the height of the tefillin have no specific size. It's up for grabs. Whatever you want. Says the Mishabura in Sifkaton Kuf Peites Orech Verochav Umikom Mokom Even though the Machaber are clearly passing that there is no set size Nochon Lachosh HaGaonim It is proper to be concerned for the opinion of the Gaonim sovereign that they hold Shalachachilo loyasa oson ketanim etzbaayim al etzbaayim The Gaonim hold that Lachachilo one should not make the tefillah less than two fingers by two fingers Hainu Imati Torah that's with the titora, meaning from the base. We know there's the bias, which is the skinnier part on top, and then it gets wider. The titora on the bottom, which we'll go into more details about tomorrow. But with the titora, it should be no less than two fingers by two fingers. Now, if you look at note number. 228 to gives us a little explanation Of where this comes from The cost of Prima So first of all The Prima Godim tells us That when we the Ga'unim say It has to be two fingers by two fingers It means two thumbs Thumbs are a little thicker Than the other fingers So two thumb widths By two thumb widths Is the minimum size lafi the gaonim. And then he says What is the source For this opinion of the Ga'unim That it should be Two fingers by two fingers it's based on the Gemara in Irvin. The Gemara in Irvin says that on the head, in the proper place where tvilin can go, there is room for two pairs of tvilin. Va'aminim bi Gemara, and another Gemara tells us in Shabbos, Shat sits It sits at the tzitz that the Kohen Gadol used to wear across his forehead, and the upper part of his forehead, was two fingers wide. Um munach be makum and it was located in the place of the tvilin. Um bavur bi Gemara, and another Gemara tells us, in Zvachim an Erechin, Ses shesaro shall Kohen Gadol ha'yanir beino beinam etznefes. At the Kohen Gadol between it sits, which was that gold Plate, gold plate that was across his upper part of his forehead and the mitznefes, which was his hat he had hair in between and that's where the kongodo would wear his tefillin um hoya and then they make a little bit of an assumption that just like the tzitz was two finger finger widths, so too the place of the tefillin of the Kongodal was also two fingers w- w- wide between the tzitz and the mitznefes, And therefore, if the tzitz was on the place where the tefillin was, and the tzitz was two fingers wide, and the space between the tzitz and the nefes is two fingers wide, so altogether you have four fingers wide, and that's why the Gemara and Erevin can make sense that the head with, in the Makamah tefillin could fit two pairs of tefillin. That is what the Prima Godim explains, the source of the gaonim, that tefillin should not be less than two finger breaths by two finger breaths. And again, we pointed out from sorry, that was the the base Yosef The prime minister is the one who told us that it was two fingers, meaning the thumbs. But continues the Mishne in Sifkaton Kufpeytes, and he says the ayin Olas Talmid shekasav. The Olaz Talmid writes the main imati He says that if you have only with the Titora one finger by one finger, then even the Yavit is puzzle. It's no good. So the first thing was, the Gaonim say, L'chathchile should be two fingers by two fingers, but here the olas Talmud is saying that if it's only one finger by one finger, even the evidence it's no good. The V'chein poslach b'sefer beor mordechai, v'ayim b'sefer al-yirabah shalim et s'chus. And al-yirabah's malamit s'chus on those who wear tefillin that are that small. Umikom okom s'yem, but in any case he ends off and he says, D'kol bal nefesh lasas atitora torah roch of Anyone who is careful should make the base of the tefillin... Two fingers wide. ulavad kol elu. and besides all these ideas, these Matsuim Maod Haketanim, Ad Maod And then he says that it's also very common that when you make fill that are so small and the parsh have to be written so small, it's very common that the tefillin are not written properly. Because it's so small and it's so squishy, you can't fit it in, so it's very hard to write the parshios properly. That I've seen many times in my own eyes. Therefore, one who guards his soul should be careful from having such small tefillin. So you cl- see clearly the Mishtabur is coming out that even in the Machaber paskins, there's no size to the height, to the length, to the width of the tefillin, but clearly the way to do it is two fingers by two fingers, two thumbs by two thumbs, the Titorah, and certainly not as small as one finger by one finger, which many posts say that even the Yavid is not going to be good. Now I'd like to see a couple of Bir always the same uh, shape as today? Yes. Always. Yes, we'll see it's a uh, Halacha Moshe Misinai, all these ideas of the film. Yes. So if you look in the Bir Alacha and the... The first one that begins on this page. I don't want to read the whole thing. I want to just skip around. If you start on the third line of the Bira Lacha, it says, He says, it appears, in my humble opinion, even according to the opinion of the Shulchan that said, Stam, that there's no measurement, there's no size that's necessary. But still, the fact that it's explicit in the Gemara, De barosh, it's clear from the Gemara. De barosh v'chein biyad ein moklum rakla niyah shnei tefillin v'lo shlosha. The Gemara makes it clear that the shayad, the place on the arm where the shayad should go, and the place on the head where the barosh should go, has room for two sets of tefillin. Therefore, says the Chavos Chaim, "Eish lizor al kuponim Based on this idea that we see from the Gemara that there's room for two tefillin on your arm and on your head, you should make sure that you should never wear tefillin that are sometimes small and sometimes three times the size. Kigon, for example, One time you wear tefillin, that's one and a half fingers by one and a half fingers. And the second time, Then you're wearing tefillin, that's four and a half fingers by four and a half fingers. Now four and a half is more than three times one and a half. Because one and a half times three, right? One and a half times one and a half is three Plus one and a half is four and a half. So any bigger than that, it's already three t- three times the size or more. The of Shach. Because either way you look at it, you got a problem over here. Either the first set of tefillin was too small for the proper size. Or if the first one was the right size, which is one and a half fingers, then the next set that you're wearing, which is four and a half fingers, if the head can only fit two pairs, then it's too big and it's beyond the muckum of where the tefillin has to go. And you'll see later on The Shukh says That you shouldn't do a, a stira Two things that are so with each other Even on different days so you can't one day wear tefillin that are a certain size, and another day wear tefillin that's three times the size, when we know the head only has room for two two sets of tefillin, because you're in essence wearing like three sets, because you're saying the first one is good. If the first one's good, then the, the second one can't be good, which is three times the size. And if the second one's good, then the first one's going to be too small. And then I want to read a couple more lines. If you skip to the, the, the third to last line in this beralocha, he writes. It's better for a person to always have his in average size. And what is that? What is the ideal size? The tefillin should not be less than two fingers by two fingers. And it should be no greater than four fingers by four fingers. And that's with the whole tefillin, with the base and with the... The little uh, bridge where with with um, the little tunnel, the mavarta, where the ritzuos with sh- go through—that's point number one. I wanted to show in the bira Lacha. So that's the bottom line that the chavoschayim is telling us: filling should be between two by two fingers and four by four fingers. The Bir then writes in Devar Maskel Ein Lo Shir, which is towards the bottom of the page. He writes Shulchan To Lo Gedolim But one wants to be careful not to make tefillin too big. Lo Al Mokom Because then, if your tefillin is too big, it will not be able to be in the place where is the the growth of the beginning of the hairs. Which in note two thirty one he points out like the mishavura said earlier in siman chav zayin sevkadon lamigimul shekola tefillin tzrichos tzrichos lios munachos b'mokum shesha'ah korchah all of the tefillah needs to be in a place where it's shy to have a bold spot the ha'inu shafilu akotza tafton shal titora even the bottom edge of the titora the bottom edge of the base yamunach al mokum tchilas ikriasaros. even the bottom of the tefillin has to be in a place where you normally grow hair. Now if your hairline moved back, like some of us, so then it could be at the place where it used to grow, we saw earlier. But it shouldn't be down on your forehead, it should be where the hair grows. Not just part of the filling, not the upper part, but the bottom bottom part of the filling can't go below where the base of the hairs starts. And therefore, if your tfilin is too big, it's hard to get in the right spot, and therefore they speak about not getting in the right, in the right spot, and not having tfilin to that's too big. And the B'erlochha then writes, v'chain b'shalyad, and so too by the shalyad, because you have a problem also if it's too big. The tfilin sh'yad is supposed to be on the biceps, the bottom half of the biceps closer to the elbow. If it's too big, it's either gonna go above the halfway point, or, Or it's going to go too low, too close to your elbow before the biceps really begin. So since we want the in on a very exact spot between where the biceps begin above the elbow and the halfway point of the biceps, so you don't want tefillin shayat to be that big either. We did learn earlier, but if it is big or you know, bar mitzvah boy is very small, it's better to err on the higher side. Because there are opinions that say if it's higher, it's okay, like the grah. But nobody says that lower is okay. So in the tefillin shayad, you want to err on the higher side. But again, you don't want the tefillin to be too big because then it will go over the border on either direction. And so to the tefillin Sharosh, you don't want it to be too big. You don't want it to go down below the hairline any point of the tefillin. That is the end of... What seemed like a very short sif is not so short, but very, very lamaisa. Now we're ready for one more sif. We'll do sif Membez, which is also a very important sif, but this is a little more Nogaya if you're if you're making the tefillin. Sif menbeis, the second line on page one o eight. The machaber says shin shall tefillin halochal moshi Sinai, Sheyaseh boor shorosh shin boletes mikimte haor. Echad Says the machaber. we know if you, you know, look at your tefillin shorosh, if you look at it tomorrow morning, so there's a shin on both sides. That is, it was told over to Moshe Har harsinai and passed down from all generations that you must have a shin on both sides of the tefillin. And the way you make it is by folding out pieces of the actual piece of leather. It's not a separate piece. It's folded out, pulled out, from the leather of the bottom itself, it's formed into the shape of a shin, one on the right side and one on the left side. shall Yemin rushim. the one who is wearing it, the right side of the one who is wearing it, so that shin has it's a three legged shin, we'll call it, right It has three legs coming out of it. This shall. On the left side of the wearer, that shin has, has four legs, it's a four legged shin. So one has three legs, one has four legs. You look at your and it has it that way. It better have it that way. I'm sure it does. <laughs> the Ramadan then writes, you'll check tomorrow. If it doesn't, let me know. Or pay careful attention to this halacha to see if your tefillin are in fact okay. The Ramoth then writes, If you switched it around and you have the, four, the four-pronged shin on the right side instead of left side, on the three-pronged on the left side, that evidence is okay. But it's supposed to be that on your right side that you have uh, the 3 the three part shin, and on your left side you have the four part shin. And now let's see the Mishnevura, and we'll see between tonight and tomorrow some very interesting things about the shin. Very interesting. So the Mishnevura begins in Sivkoton Kutsadi. So in, If for some reason the shin gets messed up And it's no longer recognizable as a shin You have to fix it up Just like we discussed in the previous year That if the squareness of the bottom got messed up You have to fix it It has to be square So too you have to have recognizable shin On both sides of the tefillin Says in the so he says that it's mashma achronim that a regular shin. Now what's a regular shin? Not a shin that you find in a safer Torah. If you, if you see a regular shin that, that we write on your Tfillin, that's okay. You don't need specifically to have a shin that's normally the regular ksav of a sofer that's in tefillin or in the zizzas or in safe, Torah. You don't need that. Regular shin is okay. Just something similar. It just has to be a shin. However, the custom of the sofrim in many places nowadays is it is to make the shins in the form that, that you find a shin in the tefillin, in the Sefer Torah, that's in fact how our how our shins are made. They are made in the type of print that you do find inside the tefillin, in the parshios. That's the kind of shin that we have, but you don't necessarily need that. Obviously that's better, but it's a that you need it, but that's, that's the minog. And the way you make the shin, we said, is it's sticking out, it's pulled out from the ore. It's if koton kuf it says, v'yim shin Klaf Acher. Let's say you made the shin on a separate piece of cloth. The bias, And then you glued it onto the bias. So you made a shin on, on, a, on a piece of clap and you glued it onto the bias. Puzzle. If you look at note 233, he explains why. We've been discussing the last few days whether you glue the bottom together or you glue different pieces of leather together to make the bottom, whether it's okay or not, whether gluing it is okay or not. So Rukhiva Eger says the reason why it's not good to glue on the piece of cloth that has the shin on it is you want to be concerned for the sheet that holds, that gluing it together is not a real connection. And if so, then the shin is not. Not in fact connected to the bias. The Chazanish asks, Shelael and the Baralacha earlier, Pasach Sheddevak Nekshav Khibur. He seemed to come out that Mikar that gluing things together is considered a connection. And if so, frag the Chazunish. So then, it should be okay if the shin is glued to the bias. If glue is considered a connection, then the shin will be considered on the bias when it's glued together. The custom of and the Chazanish writes to answer Sheevshes she Shin Tsricha Yoser Chibur. It could be the shin needs more of a chibur. When we were discussing earlier, the glue, glue it together being a chibur. That was the 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 original piece of leather that you want to make into the bottom, or gluing the bottom together. But it could be. Says the Chazan Ish that to put the shin on needs a greater level of chibur and therefore even those who would say that gluing it is a good chibur over here it wouldn't work. Says the Mishra Vaita... If you have one pair of tefillin it's better not to put them on just because they doesn't have a shin. Oh, so let's see. Let's see. Sivkodon kuv will answer your question at the end. kuf Mikimte ha'or. So we said you should pull out from the folds in the leather and make a shin. Dahainu be aidek fila. Through folding it over and using an instrument, you pull out the shin. Shekofel me ha'or ife You pull out those arms of the shin to make the shin. You pull it out from the actual leather. Now what about making it through some kind of a mold? Pushing a mold against it would be a lot easier than start pulling out folds. So the Sofus. So to make the shin with some kind of mold that will push out the shin, sha'al hatfus shin boletes, like you'll have a mold that has a shin pushing outwards, a shin that's sticking out, and you push it against the back of the of the cloth of the ore of the bottom and it will pull out the, the the leather to make it a shin. What about that? Now he's not even contemplating pushing it in. Because pushing it in would be Chak tochos, I mean pushing in the, pushing in the sides around the shin to be, like the shin has to be sticking out. So if you, you have two ways of doing that. You can either push out the shin from the other side or you could push in from this side all the things around it and in between it to be left with the shin out that for sure is not good that would be a problem of tochos, like we had in the writing of the parashios that all the letters had to actually be written you can't just erase around it and be left with the letters so here also you can't just push in all the areas of the, of the bias to be left with the shin sticking out that's for sure a problem what he's discussing over here in the Mishabura is, I guess, before you fold over all the bottom, to take a mold that ha- pushes the shin out. And then you're doing an actual maisa in the shin itself by pushing it out. Would that be okay? So the Mishabura says, shin To use a mold to push out the shin by going in the backside and having a shin that sticks out and that will push through the cloth and make the shin stick out now push out the leather of the bias to give the shin appearance they say you shouldn't even do that We'll see why in a second. However, sagadolo bishem cost the hider. However, these other posts say that it's a bigger hider. It's much harder to be pulling it out. It's a bigger hider to take a mold of a shin and push out the shin from the actual bias. The chena minak poshit kayom, and that is the custom nowadays. La bitfus to do it actually with the mold that pushes out the form of the shin on the tefillin. Because by using a mold, you can get the exact form of the shin with all the different aspects, all the tagging, everything you need on the shin, you have when you push it outward. If you're going to start uh, <laughs> playing around with the with the leather and pulling it out, it's much harder to get in the actual shape of a shin. So you'll get a more accurate leather shin by using a mold, again, that pushes the form outward. Now why do those posts that we saw before, the Taz and the Mugan Avram, say, Lechavchila, you shouldn't even use a form to pull out, push out the shin, even though you're doing a ma'isa in the shin itself. So Lechor, it shouldn't be a problem of chatochos. You're not pushing in the part around and being left with the shin. You're actually pushing out the shin. What's the possible problem? So if you look at note 236, he explains, Mishum he says by, even if you're pushing out the shim with a mold from the opposite side, it still is a concern that would be considered like carving it around. Why? Like they explain. or Now because the leather is very soft, so it's really pulling in also the surrounding area of the letter. He says somehow, even though you are taking a mold and pushing out the, le- le- the leather, the letter in the leather, right? You're pushing it out. But since the leather is so soft, so by pushing out some of it, you're really, the mold is also pulling back. Somehow, because it's very soft. And even though the form is pushing outward, but some of the sides of the letter that you're creating is really being pulled back by the form. And that will be a problem of chattochos. No, not every post agrees to this, so some say that's the way to do it, and that's the, that's the way to do it nowadays. But the tzad to be machmir is because the leather is so soft, in pushing out the leather, you're also pulling back a little bit, and that part of the leather is being created through Khatokhos, and therefore they're Machmir. That is the Chumra of the Tazna Magna Avram, but again, like we ended off, the Knesset Agdolah, B'shem Ramah says that that's a better hitter, and that's the Minnaq to in fact use a mold that pushes out the letter shin, from the inside out, so it's not chatochos, it's pushing the letter outwards and you're left with the shin. That is the best way to do it. You get the most accurate letter, shin. And then we said there are two shins. There's a shin on the right and there's a shin on the left. And we said one has three legs and one has four legs. And we said in the machaber that the one on the right of the person wearing it should have three legs. The one on the left of the person wearing it should have four legs. Says the Mishiburah, On the right side of the wearer, it's three legs. It does not matter if you are a righty or a lefty. The yemin u'smol da alma We go after the right and left of the world. It has nothing to do whether you are a righty or a lefty. You always want the three-legged shin on the right of the wearer and the four-legged shin on the left. And now we're going to explain a very very interesting thing. Why why is that? What's what's the whole idea of a four-legged shin? We never saw such a thing. And what's the idea of having it on the left side? Bedafka. But before we do that, I want to just read the last mishnah, And then we'll spend time discussing that. Sivkotan Kuv Sadi hei says, the Ramah says, if you switch around the four-legged shin and the three-legged shin, it doesn't passel. Avol, but, im asa bishnei rak shin shlosha But if you make on both sides only a three-legged shin, o arba, passel. The kosher cane, Dr. Drivers is for you. And certainly, imchiseh Legami shin echad. Certainly, if you're missing a shin, you'd fill in our puzzle. Don't bother. So says the Mishshibura, Eno the Ramah says if you switch around the three-legged shin and the four-legged shin, the evidence okay. But talk to the Mishshibura, if you make two three-legged shins, or two four-legged shins on the two sides of your Roche, or you skip one altogether, it's absolutely a puzzle. Now look at note 238, we're going to explain very interesting, why is there a four-legged shin, why is it specifically on the left side, whether you're a righty or a lefty. So note 238 he writes, Hainu. The reason why we make the four-legged shin on the left side, it's not, the idea is not that it's on the left side of the wearer, that's not what we care, that it's on the left side of the person wearing it. Because if I'm wearing this filling and the four-legged shin is on my left side, then the person facing me, it's on his right side. When you're wearing your tefillin, who's facing you? Hashem. So by putting the four-legged shin on the left side, you're really putting the four-legged shin on Hashem's right side. Hashem's facing you, you're putting it on Hashem's right side. What is that? Why are you doing that? The shin on the left side, that's four-legged, is connected the shin of the luchos. We'll see that more tomorrow But I'll explain it today Let's just first finish up Therefore since the four-legged shin Represents the shin of the luchos Which I'll explain in a minute Therefore it goes on the right side of the luchos. It's more chasheh to the luchos That's the shin of the luchos The three-legged shin is like our shin We have a shin always with three legs And therefore it goes on our right Therefore, you put it on the right of the wearer, because that's the that's style of the person wearing it. Therefore, there's no difference in your left and your right. It has nothing to do with the person wearing it. It has to do with the one facing him. Hashem is facing him, and therefore we want to put the more on the four-legged one on the left side. Why is the four-legged one connected to Luchos? So we'll see tomorrow, the post can discuss, that the four-legged shin, this is very interesting, if you think about it, the four-legged shin, it's not the shin that's the shin. That's very deep. A four-legged shin, if you look inside of the four legs, there are three legs inside the four-legged shin. Right? If I make a shin over here with four marks, so inside there's really three three legs. And as we'll see tomorrow, many posts can say that the two inner legs should not reach the bottom. So it's like you have the three-legged shin being carved out. Because that's how the letters were in the luchos. So the four-legged shin is not really a four-legged shin. It's really four, four le- outer legs that by looking at it is a mold that can create a three-legged shin. It's really like a three-legged shin that's hanging. And that's how it was not the luchos. Because the letters were, right, were hanging in the air. So therefore, we make a four-legged shin. You look at the shin on the like, What in the world? Why is there a four-legged shin? If you understand this, it's a whole different ballgame. Not everyone agrees to this. But this is the shita, one of the shitas that the four-legged shin is really just the outer form of the carving out of the three-legged shin, which is being carved. And therefore, that's like the shin of the luchos, which is like uh, standing in the air. And therefore, they're explaining over here that bedavka, you want to have the four-legged shin on your left side when you're wearing it. That's klape Hashem's right side who's connected you. And Hashem, that's more koshif to Hashem because that's Hashem's shin that he wrote in the luchos. And the shin that we put on the right side, that's a regular three legged shin that we have, and therefore we put it on our right side, the left of Hashem, because that's not the one on Luchos, it's not as Chashev Kaviyachal, of whatever, right. <laughs> everything's Chashev to Hashem. But the, but the one on the Luchos is the one that, that Hashem initially gave to Moshe Rabbeinu, gave to Kla Yisrael, so that shin goes on the left side of the wearer. So, right. Sam, if, yes? If that's the case, I mean, uh, if you, by mistake, switch them around, you pass all them. No, 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 if you want to have one shin I mean, that's I mean, our shin, no, no, one I mean, shin's I mean, is ours, I mean, one's our shin, so it's more a to put it there. It doesn't mean it's puzzle if you don't have it that way. Uh, I guess the halacha. I, mean, I mean, if you know, if you have uh, one one shin uh, missing, it's possible. Right, I guess if the halacha. Right, it mean, seems. You mean, you mean yes, I understand, I understand, because the Mishnah it, it says is, even if you have two, three legged shins, it's puzzle also. So uh, it sounds like the halacha <laughs> Moshnah is to have one three legged shin and one four legged shin. The way to do it is to put the four-legged shin on your left, which is Hashem's right. If you switch around, it's okay. That's not part of the halach of Moshim Sinai. The is probably to have the two shins. I don't know. It sounds to me that that would be a good way to be mushalik. You know, whatever is ma'akiv, that's part of the halach Moshim I don't know for sure. But let's see the way the makhabir says it. He says, The shinsh of the To make the shin Echal mi'amino v'echal m'ismaro Period. So it sounds like it a little bit from the Mechaber. It sounds like the Elohim Moshim Sinai is to make two shins, one on the right, one on the left. Now, I'm not sure, because then he says, so you min of three legs. I'm not sure. I know the bottom line. The bottom line is that we need to have two shins, one with three legs, one with four legs. That's Ma'akev. Where you have it, that's not Ma'akev. That's what the Ramah told us, that if you sit around, the bedevid is okay. We'll stop here and we'll see more interesting things about the shins on the outside of the Shilin Sharosh in Mitz Hashem tomorrow.